It is the 11 Dubcast. I'm Johnny. He's Kevin this week. Uh, Andy, Andy is not here. He's, uh, he's on a, a mission, which he will explain um, when, we, when he gets back next time. But I'm really happy that we get to have our good friend Kevin Harris kind of filling in. How, how are you doing this week, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. It's, it's Michigan week, allegedly, yeah. if, if, if the game gets played. Are you – well, we'll get into that in a second. But are you let's, – let's assume this is a normal year, and let's assume that we have conquered COVID. And it's 2021. Everything's nominally what it should be. Where are you on a Monday? Because we're recording this – and by the way, that's actually critical information for people listening to this. Recording this at 7.43 p.m. on Monday. So whatever we say could very well change within the next – 20 to 30 minutes as we do this but (laughs) on a typical year okay no covid everything else aside how are you feeling on a monday of a michigan week i i think honestly probably a little more excited i guess than this week i i don't think it hit me that it was like michigan week until um the uh the pete thamel thing about you know, Michigan maybe might actually play because right. I think in the back of my mind, I haven't really like allowed myself to get hyped up for a game that I like didn't really think was going to happen. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I had more of an inkling that it might happen simply because that was where I was at with Michigan state last week on Monday. And then, you know, everything kind of turned around and okay, they started practicing and, you know, it looks like there's going to be enough people to play and all that other stuff. And then of course it did happen, but I just, I, I think, for this week on Monday, I'm usually kind of like nervously excited. I'm, 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 I'm getting the wigglies out. I'm like, Oh my God, it's it's the game. It's the game. And the reason why I'm asking and the reason why I bring it up is because now we're in a situation we don't know for certain whether or not they're going to be playing on Saturday. We think it's likely, but we're not positive. Um, I, I could not be less worried or concerned or, like anxious about whatever might transpire on Saturday. I I am so beyond chill at this point because Michigan sucks ass. And and that's the thing, like that's the central thesis for this podcast. If you're listening to this, you're going, okay, it's Michigan week. They're going to hype us up. They're going to tell us how great Michigan is and how, you know, it's, it's the game. Anything can happen. That is not what you're going to get this week. That is, that is not, the narrative that I, I seek to push right now. So, Kevin, let's start with this. Okay, we, we talked a little bit, you know, we, we can share our, our trepidation and, you know, what might actually happen with the game being played on Saturday. But you recently published, and by recently I was mean within the past couple hours, about how Ohio State, um, you know, has a 30-point spread against Michigan, basically turning Michigan into a MAC opponent. Do you – was that hyperbole on your part, or do you feel like that's a fair assessment of where Michigan's at right now? No, I, I think Michigan this season has played like an average MAC team. I, yeah. I, I think that's true. I like I I don't think they're good. I don't think they've played well. I I think that Michigan has looked like an average MAC team. Like I I think the line shows that, and that's really that that's what they've been. I mean, look, look at their record and look who they've played. Look how they've played against like Rutgers. Like I, they they took <laughs> Rutgers to triple overtime. Come on, that, that's, yeah. that's 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 MAC stuff. Requiring a missed field goal to beat Rutgers in triple overtime is is maybe not the biggest endorsement of your uh, football competence. Multiple um, missed field goals, if I remember yes, correctly. Right, not just one. That is correct. Um, 
Yeah, I don't it, – it's, it's understandable, I think, for somebody maybe like me. I'm 35. I grew up in the 90s. I have that scarring on my soul as a football fan, you know, for just repeated losses and, and losses to inferior Michigan teams and all that. But I don't know, man. I, I think you at a certain point you kind of have to get past that. You kind of have to put that aside, particularly in light of the last, I don't know, two decades, right? Like mm-hmm. – I get, I get the trepidation. I understand why somebody might be concerned, but it's not, it's not there, man. Like they're, so, they're a bad team. So here, here's my other thing. I, I, I agree. I, I don't know if I necessarily think that it would matter this year, but I generally agree that in a rivalry game, um, like hard work, focus, like heart and stuff like that can make a difference in most games. I, I don't think it can usually yeah. like, I, I think it's, I think it's mostly about talent. Um, and, but I, I do think that can come into play in a rivalry game. And I think we've seen that in the past. We've seen Ohio state teams that are not as good beat Michigan teams that are much better. And we've seen Michigan teams beat Ohio state teams that are much better, but here's my thing. And, and I think when you like are so confident about these games it comes off as arrogant about like, I think that Ohio state's just going to show up and wax Michigan. <laughs> right. That's not necessarily true. I think that Ohio state's going to wax Michigan because they have a far better team. And also because beating Michigan is a religion for this Ohio state team. Mm-hmm. And every single day, no matter how terrible Michigan is, they are practicing like this is the most important thing in life. And they haven't stopped doing that in my entire lifetime. It's been Trussell, Urban Meyer, and now Ryan Day. You know, I, I opened up uh, Instagram and I saw Taraja Mitchell walking down a hallway where they had Michigan jerseys on the ground so that you could step on Michigan jerseys <laughs> when you walked around the program. Like, it's, it's an insane level of, of care that Ohio State has for the worst Michigan team that I have ever seen in my life. So no, it's, it's not just that I think Ohio State's going to show up and win. I think that Ohio State has focused on this game since when Ryan Day said they were going to wax them by 100 points back in July yeah. till now. I think they have spent every practice working on this game. I don't think that as much as I might overlook Michigan and I might write them off as terrible, I don't think this team has. I think that this is going to be the most exciting and most important game to a lot of these players. And they're excited to go out there and to be to quote urban meyer kick that ass like it's never been kicked before so like from from that level ohio state both cares infinitely more about this game than michigan does and is infinitely more talented it's both and that is why i think ohio state's going to win by 100 yeah and and the thing is is like it it really does come down to talent you look at any game right before the michigan game okay well it's it's just about who you know jamie's and joe's and it's really it's not close. It isn't close. And I, I want people to understand that it's hard to get around the Michigan brand, right? When you're thinking about this, you're like, okay, well, it's like, yeah, but damn it, they're Michigan, right? They got to have good players. No, they don't. They, they really don't actually have to mm-hmm. have good players. They can have a lot of very bad players. And they have a lot of very bad players that are playing key roles, particularly on defense, right? Where yeah. you're like, okay, well, maybe they need to like not allow 500 yards of passing in a game maybe maybe they may like to be a successful football team those are the kind of things that they need to be able to do they can't do that they they cannot stop uh, a passing game that's competent there's a lot of problems top to bottom on the roster but the truth is is that they just don't have skilled players at critical positions and Ohio State is what's funny about this is that Ohio State really is uniquely positioned I think to annihilate Michigan oh yeah 
That's oh, the yeah. thing about it. It isn't like, okay, well, it's strength on strength, and maybe it's not going to be so bad. No. Ohio State in 2020 is built to grind Michigan into a fine powder. That's just how it is this year. You don't yeah, need to have a great running game this year if you're Ohio State because that's irrelevant because you can yeah. throw for 600 yards. So right. it's not so, – so like 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 you're saying like you you look back at like that quarterback that we all agreed was terrible Rocky Lombardi from Michigan State yes. he threw for 323 yards and three touchdowns against the Michigan secondary <laughs> he threw for 300 yards and and now now they get Justin Fields Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson so like, yeah. like you're saying like that no that this is this is the worst Michigan team and the worst matchup I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's pretty bad for them. Uh, Michigan, by the way, their pass defense is and, – and, again, stats are a little weird this year. It's hard to actually say who is good at what and so on. But um, Michigan's nestled uh, nicely between Louisiana Tech and Purdue uh, in terms of uh, pass defense. That, that would rank them at 91st in the country right now. Um, it, it's, it's pretty damn bad. So I am not concerned about this game. I, I don't know – I guess there's all kinds of, we could talk about matchups. We can talk about how, you know, Michigan maybe is still going to be missing key players on defense. They're going to be starting a a quarterback whose second best offer was at UMass probably. (laughs) So, I mean, if you want to work that into your prediction, like (laughs) over under, does Michigan complete more passes than Justin Fields has touchdown passes? Oh God. Um, That's a really great question. Well, what do you think? I think Justin Fields could hit six. I think he could easily hit six. I'm not convinced whatever warm body they roll out there at quarterback will hit six completions. I, I'm not convinced. Unless it's just dink and dunk passes, like, I, I'm not convinced. Well, so, and this goes into the next part of what we're going to be talking about with Michigan. But the is the goal for Michigan to, you know, play hero ball and try to just go out in a, you know, flaming blaze of glory? Or are they going to just try to keep it relatively close and allow Harbaugh to look decent? going forward if that's the case then then yes they complete the requisite number of passes and they still lose by 30 but you know they they maybe keep it semi-close through the first quarter or something like that if they just give up and quit who knows what's going to happen right it it, you have no idea where this game could go and we were all shocked when you know Ohio State's putting up 56 points against Michigan that that should be the the like given this year that should be the goal that should be the realistic expectation for this team because they're fully capable of that and by the way if you're you're technically still trying to you know impress people and look at this uh you know college football playoff spot that should be honestly something that you want to accomplish and achieve you want to do that that that's the other thing for me is like you're acting like like the the people who are really concerned that like we're somebody's going to overlook michigan are acting like ohio state doesn't have something to play for in this game like Right. Ohio State one wants to annihilate Michigan because it's Michigan, and that is the culture, that is like the religion, that that is that is Ohio State football is annihilating Michigan. And two, like they need that that they don't have that lopsided win this year. The closest to that lopsided win was last week against Michigan State. If right. they can come out and beat Michigan like seventy to nothing, like yeah, they're they've got a good shot at hopping into that three or two or three spot in the college the final college football playoff rankings with that on their resume. You know, like, and, that's, and that would a mean a win. lot, really. I it mean, would. if they can it really they can get bumped up, that would mean a huge benefit for them. Right. So I, I understand the, the impetus to go, okay, well, this is, it's still the mission game, blah, blah, blah. But um, I, I just, my larger concern with this game is if Ohio state comes out and 
you know, they, they win convincingly and they look good and whatnot. Um, is that going to, is that, is that Michigan brand, right, still valid nationally? Do people still see that and, and accept that as a big bonus in their, you know, win column? Or is that just looked upon as you, like, again, as you have eloquently said, are they a mid-level MAC team? Do people still give Michigan that kind of, you know, credit in terms of their uh, their program and and therefore be able to transfer that credit to Ohio State they shouldn't to be clear but no. but my question is is that still there for Ohio State to benefit from you know I I would have said yes except if you were were spending time on Twitter the night that they got absolutely steamrolled by Wisconsin <laughs> it yeah. was like the only game on that night right. and it was like Every every college football fan, every college football writer, was just on Twitter dunking on Michigan, like like just dunking on Michigan. Yeah, I, I think I think you had like Brian Greasy saying like enough is enough, like fire him. <laughs> like I'm not gonna like let my kids like watch this anymore. Yeah, and and so like like you get to the point where it's like like after that happened, maybe not. Like if if you have that Wisconsin game plus the losing to Penn state, like, I don't know. It, it, it has not been pretty. And so I would not be shocked if this win just really doesn't do much for Ohio state. I think, unfortunately, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess the, the, the thing is that Ohio state's going to be expected nationally to just come in and steamroll Michigan. Like that's, right. that's what it is. And, and they should, and so, I mean, they, they should. should, if they don't, if they don't do that, if they're, if it's a close game, I don't, I mean, again, I cannot imagine a universe in which they lose to Michigan, but if it's a close game and it's not the blowout that everybody expects, then I think Ohio state should get honestly. Exactly. Penalized for exactly. That. And, and, and my thing is like, I, I do not think that they are going to sleepwalk in this game. And so if Michigan no, comes out so and hangs with them, like that, that, that's not my worry. I, I don't think Ohio state's going to show up and just expect to win this game. I think that they're going to go in and like, they're going to play their absolute asses off because like it's the Michigan game. But yeah. like if, if that plus the talented differential doesn't equate to like a 50 to 70 point win, like I, it should like they they should win this game like <laughs> sixty to seventy to nothing like they should. Yeah, and the only reason why we're like even making a point of it is because of the history between Ohio State and Michigan, and because people yeah. believe that this is a big important rivalry, which it is. I don't want to take that away from it. I mean, I love the Ohio State Michigan rivalry. It's something that I I think is unique among sports. It's something that's really important. But I guess my befuddlement and the stuff that really just gets my goat is how much. Michigan has declined from where I personally, you know, held them at like the esteem that I held them as, as a younger person to now and, and watching them, you know, doing threat level, watching them week in and week out, just feel these feckless, boring teams that really do nothing. Like it's, it's one thing to field a bad team. It really, that's fine. If you have a bad team, you have a bad team. You can at least be interesting. You can be creative. You can find something your team is actually good at and emphasize the hell out of that. You're still going to lose your games, but at least you'll build on something. Michigan does none of that. They do zero of that. And, and even when it looks like they might, right, they, they put in the right guy at quarterback finally, and the guy gets hurt, right? You know, it's Kate McNamara, just like yeah. his shoulder blows up. It's like, okay, well, I guess he can't play anymore. And then he takes himself <laughs> out of the game. They just – they seem to do the wrong move at precisely the worst time every time. And it doesn't create for interesting games. Although occasionally you'll get, you know, like, you know, he has trouble with a snap and that's, that's hilarious yeah. and great. And we love that. 
but the vast majority of their games are just these funeral dirges where nothing interesting happens. The outcome is completely apparent by the end of the like first quarter. And you're just mm-hmm. kind of sitting around for the next three hours wondering like, how, when is this going to finally end? Yeah. Um, so I don't, it's, it's, it's wacky. Well, I, I think, I think even in like previous years, they've been a little more frustrating to watch because it's been so clear, like that they had talented players and they oh, were sure, just yeah. misusing them. Right. Like, I, I mean, the, the past few years, it's been like, you have all of this talent at wide receiver and you're not like getting the ball to them in space. Like you're, you're just not doing it. Right. But like this year, it's like, I don't even know how the hell you would fix any part of this team. <laughs> like what, yeah, you know, what do you, yeah, what do you do? Like, are, like it's yeah you you do not have you don't have a guy that you can go if they just did this they could yeah there, there's nothing down. there's nothing especially in offense it's like i i throw it to the tight end more like i i, I don't know i i genuinely do not know and I've, I've watched a fair bit of michigan football and like i do not know an answer for like sparking this offense or having like any sort of like semblance of success against a competent team like i i don't know i, I don't yeah, know it's it's I kind of figured that would be the case, honestly, at the beginning of the season when I'm reading Michigan sites and I'm I'm reading previews and whatnot, and they're talking like Zach Charbonnet is the you know second coming of Mike Hart and thing. I'm like, Yeah, if that's the dude that no. you're pinning your hopes on, this is not going no. to work out super hot for you guys. No, it's not. It's not. Um, I, I, I felt the same way. They just lost way too much on offense and like you're reading yeah. about all the guys that they lost and who they're pinning their hopes on, and you're like, uh are we sure that this should be a ranked team? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, I don't know, man, to watch Michigan is to just, it's an exercise in futility and I don't feel sorry for Michigan fans. And this is the thing that I want to get into. And this is the second part of our Michigan rant, but I would feel sorry. I think if I felt that Michigan was as a institution, as a program, like trying, Right. If I felt that they were just they were they were trying to do new things, they were trying to be creative yeah. or interesting, and it just wasn't working out. I'd be like, damn, that kind of sucks because this is a team that deserves to like you know win. It deserves to get over the hump. But they're doing the opposite of that, and I don't I don't know how any like I I am truly befuddled, Kevin. And this is maybe I don't know if you can help me out with this or not. I cannot envision a world where a rational person would look at Jim Harbaugh and where the program is right now and go, yeah, let's extend that guy for three more years. Like, that, I, don't, gonna, I don't get it. I, I cannot even, I cannot fathom of any kind of justification other than complete hubris to want to wanna throw 20 more million dollars at this guy. I don't yeah, and, get it. And that, that's going to be the funniest thing about this week is like, there's a good chance that we get like a, a Harbaugh's extended announcement either <laughs> right before the game or right. immediately following the game. And no matter what, it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, ideally it happens before the game and they lose by 70 because yeah. that would be like the ultimate, I think. Just... I don't know. I, I go back and forth on what would be funnier. Like, do you not think it would be hilarious if Ohio State hung 70 on Harbaugh and then they announced that he's extended? That would that would make me just concerned. Like that, <laughs> that would make me think that somebody is like uh, under threat of the life, right? There, yeah. There's got to be some kind of like you know hostage situation happening but, where well, the police need to get involved. The first one's just insane and, and stupid, but like I would be actually concerned for someone's to, health and safety. At to that your point, though, I, I I have a friend who's down in down in Georgia. I'm recording this from Georgia these days. Um, I have a friend down in Georgia who like. He grew up a huge Michigan fan. Yeah. And now he just like, now he, now he just like doesn't 
Like he, he doesn't, he said like he, he, he'll like root for them casually, but like, he's like, I, it, it got to the point where it wasn't fun anymore. Like yeah. I, I, I was rooting for Michigan. My dad went to Michigan and stuff like that. And I, I was rooting for Michigan and like, it just got like, like football is supposed to be fun. And I just like, it wasn't fun anymore. He's like, so like, <laughs> I'll still root for them. And like, I want good things to happen. He's like, but like, now I'm just like a general college football fan. Like I'll just wake up on a Saturday and watch like whatever game's on from like noon until, you know, I go to sleep. And he's like, but like, I'm not like, I'll pay attention to Michigan, but like, I'm not going to root for Michigan because it's just frustrating. Like it's not fun anymore. Like yeah. there's no hope for my program. Like, I, and that's like the saddest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Like you, there's, there's no hope. Like, and there's not you're, this dude who like has done nothing for the entire time that he's been employed and you're going to extend him because he's your best option. Like on one hand, I don't, I don't know if that's brave or like extremely shameful because like on one hand you're like accepting who you are. Right. And you're like, Oh, this is, this is just who we are as a program. Like Jim Harbaugh is, is the best we can do. Like we're, we're not going to, we're going to, we're going to like, you know, screw the haters. Like this is our guy. And on the other hand, it's like, you're not going to try something else. Like, Try, run the triple option like i i don't know do something i i don't know that it's in michigan's dna to do that in general i know it's definitely not in jim harbaugh's dna to do anything like that i mean they they treat like okay we're gonna throw to the tight ends like it's it's just you know revelation or revelation to you know college football and, and yeah it, it's i mean it is really why it's, it's interesting watching uh, Ohio State and then Michigan or vice versa because the the contrast between the teams could not be just more severe <laughs> and it's I, I I hope that whatever comes out of this like I want Michigan like I'm honestly on record and I'll go you know forever saying this that I think Michigan should be good I want Ohio State to have a strong rival something that makes both them better and also makes college football better like all all of those things require Michigan not to suck complete ass and they I don't know that they are capable <laughs> anymore of that the last time that really was the case was literally like 15 or so years ago and even then I, I didn't think that they were like a strong consistent threat to Ohio State uh, I thought they had a lot of guys that were good but like overrated and you know, really, really overhyped by their own fan base. And it feels like they've, they've kept doing that with diminishing returns for, you know, linebackers, running backs, quarterbacks, coaches, like they, they keep doing that to themselves. And that's the part about why I don't feel um, sorry for any of them, because it, it, the, the amount of arrogance that's involved to keep telling yourself that this year is your year without <laughs> any evidence to support that i mean it, i don't i don't want to put this on on browns fans and, and obviously the browns are doing a little bit more but that's what i saw that's that's the difference between being an actual mac fan right of a bad mac team but saying we know what we are this is fine i'm okay with it which that would be being a Bengals fan and then and then being a team that believes that you're a lot better than you should be and then constantly underachieving and and that's that's just dumb at a certain point. That's just stupid. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think the key difference between like the Browns and the Bengals and stuff like that is they're like actively trying new things to like fix their team. Right. Like how, yes. many, how many coaches and quarterbacks and stuff have the Browns had in those in those spans and stuff like that? It's like Michigan, especially now, if you just extend Jim Harbaugh, it's like, okay, well, 
you're just admitting that this thing that didn't work for these past six years is just, you know, that like you're fine with that and you're fine right. with the direction that this is going. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and if they continue to throw massive amounts of money at this guy, then I guess they, they get what they deserve. It, it's just, it's befuddling. And, you know, look, I know people will listen to this and go, we're tempting fate and you shouldn't, you know, do that and yeah, and blah, blah, blah. But I, I would hope that during this, this rant that we've, we've had here, we, we have at least maybe um, set some of the groundwork for why I don't think we should be at all concerned about uh, a Michigan game on Saturday. It's not, it's not like you're not going to know where to find me if Michigan comes out and like, <laughs> and like comes out and comes out and I'm, I'm not going to hide and be anonymous if a Michigan comes out and rolls Ohio state. It's not going to happen. Like I, yeah. I'm these, these are very public comments and like, old takes exposed can find me they can find my twitter account <laughs> quote me whatever like ohio state is not going to lose to michigan and it will be a disappointment if they don't win by like 40 yes yeah well and that's the thing and if we you know briefly want to look at the national scene i that's the other thing that i i think maybe um before we we kind of shift to maybe ask us anything i i do want to emphasize this and this maybe i think is a good example and and at least maybe a um a point of evidence that shows just how bad Michigan is. Ohio State absolutely should beat them by 40 plus points. That the line is 30, that's that's not adequate. But if Ohio State goes out and, you know, actually does that, it's really important to keep in mind that there are a couple teams out there who could like maybe not beat Ohio State by 30 or 40, but they could like shit house Ohio State a little bit. Alabama could throw 500 yards against Ohio yeah. State under the right circumstances. That's how much of a discrepancy there is between the elite of college football and where Michigan is right now. Because if Michigan was playing in Alabama, which they have recently, uh, you would see a much, much worse result than I think even what we're talking about with Ohio State and Michigan. They they are so far gone when it comes to being an elite uh, marquee football program. And I don't know how you get that back. I mean, recruiting is something that people talk about. The recruiting hasn't been great, but it hasn't been – awful it hasn't been i mean it's getting worse too it is getting worse but look if you look at the the rivals rankings and you look at where they're at nationally they're not great but they're they're roughly where like a wisconsin is right like they're they're, wisconsin is five times the program right now that michigan is right yeah undeniably they are they have it more together than michigan does and it it 100 starts with coaching and an institutional expectation of success yeah, and Michigan right now has neither of those things. Well, it, and and like you, you look at some of the players who have come through Michigan, and there's like, um, there I, I don't know, like I I've never seen more five star players fizzle at a program. Yeah, <laughs> like that that just go there and you're it, it, people are pumped up like ah this guy's the next coming of Charles Woodson and he's he's not I, I don't know like, <laughs> there's just been so many like highly rated players like. That, that go and fizzle like it's not even that they're getting the best out of their three-star players like a team like Wisconsin it's like they're just they're just bad like they they have not developed even their three-star players much less their five-star players I don't I don't know why you would go there I, I don't know I, I don't understand yeah I mean it's it's you know Amir Williams after Trey McDonald after you know, like that's yeah it's, it's seriously it's, it's that's Ohio State basketball is. Yeah, it, it it is. You're looking at dudes. You're like, okay, well, this is it. This is national, you know, nationally known names. There should be great. And then this McDonald's all American. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're not. Um, 
and you know you bring in a ringer right you expect to fun sling it and then they're 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 asking you know (laughs) shea patterson to throw five yard out routes and then he can't even complete those it's just the whole thing's dumb as hell um so that's and that's where michigan's at and so if and or when ohio state ends up playing them on saturday that's the that's the expectation for this game is that ohio state easily covers and and beats michigan because by all rights they should and I don't, I don't think it's a situation where Michigan is just going to look abjectly terrible throughout the entire game. They've, they have at certain points, you know, seen a long touchdown run from like Charbonnet or Hassan or uh, Hassan Askins or something like that. But uh, in general, they just are not capable of keeping up any of that for more than just very short bursts at a time. And again, I mean, they lost, they lost to a winless Penn State team. They they were lucky enough to be uh, like a hapless Rutgers team. It's just, it is a bad football team folks. Like if you're listening to this, I, I, I cannot emphasize we have said it in so many ways uh, in the past half hour here, but it's just, they're bad. And Ohio state needs to beat them by a lot because that's what what we expect. The other thing here is that we don't even know what players are going to be available. Oh so sure. Like there's, there, we're, we're talking about Michigan being bad at full strength. Yes. But like they're going <laughs> to stroll into this game, and we don't know how many players are going to be out with injury or opting out simply because they don't they want nothing to do with this, right? Or because they're injured, or because they have COVID. Like we we don't know that. Like for all we know, they could be down like three starters or something. Too. Yeah. What if what if what if they're down to like literally their four string quarterback or something like that. Yeah. The, the, from, from, from what, what does that look read, like? From what I've read and heard about on, on MGO blog, it's Hassan Haskins would be the third string or the fourth string quarterback. That's so insane. Running back, a running back. And he played some quarterback in high school. I think like sure. he can throw it a little bit like who didn't, but um, yeah. Like I, I imagine, imagine like Ohio state's running back and like you're, you're putting Trey Sermon at quarterback. I want Demario McCall at quarterback. Oh, that that rule. Who, who who would you take if Ohio State has to play Demario McCall at quarterback versus Michigan? Who would you? Oh, take? Ohio State. I would still take Ohio State because that that's the thing. You can get. This is the difference between Ohio State and Michigan. Demario wouldn't have to throw the ball once during the game. They would just run about fifteen thousand different sets with you know three guys in the backfield, and then Michigan wouldn't be able to stop any of them. And again, this is with Trey Sermon, right? And like, you know, I don't know, maybe get fat boy back there and he runs for 500. The point is, is that they would try to make it work, right? They would try to figure out a way to get, to make that happen. And they would do everything in their power to make it happen. And and I take DeMario McCall. Yeah. 100%. I take DeMario McCall over Michigan in that situation. Um, Yeah. That's, and, and that's, that's the difference. That's the difference between an elite coach like Ryan day, who is great, but you know, he's not, Ryan Day, I still think, has to establish his bona fides um, when you're talking about comparing, like, a Nick Saban or something like that. But yeah. in general, we he's know who yet. he is. He's an excellent football coach. He's creative. He's smart. And <laughs> I, I guess the, the final word that I, I want to put out here is if you're Michigan and, and you truly believe that Ohio State is your eternal rival and this game means something, which I'm actually not convinced of anymore, but let's say that's the case. And, and you really believe in the game and you believe that Ohio State's like the only game that matters and blah, blah, blah. If you really still believe that, how can you possibly look at Ohio State and what they're doing year in and year out and go, no, we got a good, we got a good system here. This is working for us. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if that's your standard, if your standard is Ohio State and that's who you're trying to beat, 
it's okay to emulate them a little bit. It's okay to look at them and go, damn, what we want the hell are they doing that we're not doing? Yeah. And, and they and, refuse and, to do that. They refuse yeah, that, to do that. That's, that's fair. And, and, and it's not like, like I, I think there's a tendency to look at the college football landscape and say, well, who are they going to hire? And like, right. throw out like Matt Campbell names and stuff like that. But like Ryan Day hadn't like coached really in college besides Boston College before Ohio State found him. Right. And like they brought him in as offensive coordinator and he, you know, like the, the, the talent like search there, Ohio State found him. Like they found him and said like, ultimately this is going to be our next head coach. Like at some right. point there's that decision. And so like, it's not like he was a superstar head coach that you had to bring in. Like, you can find people if, if you are like capable of doing something. I, I don't know. I, I think it's just a cop out to look at the, the national landscape and say like, Oh, well there's, there's nobody really available that would come to Michigan. Like, so I guess we have to hire, like extend Harbaugh. Like, no, like find a, a young hotshot offensive coordinator, like reach out to like shoot for Jeff Halfley or something like that. Like, I, I don't know, like <laughs> do something. Yeah, it you've got it. Well, and I think they've tried to do that with guys like Gaddis and 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 whatnot, and it, they it, they've just been terrible. But the problem is, is that when you have the leadership up top like Harbaugh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you could bring in Ryan Day, but if you're being hamstrung by a dude like Jim Harbaugh, who was just <laughs> like yeah, it mean, really feels like he's constantly undermining anything good that the team attempts to create or do. Yeah, uh, what, what's what's Ryan Day gonna do if he gets there and um? And, you know, he starts trying to install his offense and Harbaugh asks where both fullbacks are. Like, right, exactly. Like, like, that, what, what are you going to do? Right, exactly. Like, you, you just, I don't know. I, I don't know what you do about it. Um, Michigan's bad. They're going to extend Harbaugh. I don't know if they're actually going to extend Harbaugh. But if they extend Harbaugh, and I'm a Michigan fan, I'm done. I quit. I, I would not have any wherewithal or desire to keep following that team because that is just, it's absurd. Um and and dumb and look i understand matt campbell may not be like the savior you're looking for whatever give him a two-year contract and then be okay with firing him if you find somebody better it doesn't matter like it, it doesn't you you've got to have them in, if you're gonna get a uh you know a line like a mac team then maybe just have the same mentality as a mac team and we're just gonna try to find a dude and and keep looking until you get that um because they have the facilities they've got the money they've got you know, the, the resources, it's just their allocation of those things and mismanagement is just beyond ridiculous right now. So, um, so that's it. The mission game. I, you know, I'll tell you right now, if I'm giving a score right now, I'm thinking something like 60 to like, like 13 or 10. That's how I feel about it right now. Yeah. I, um, I'm probably, I'm probably higher offensively. I think it's going to be 70, yeah. 70, 70 to maybe they get 10. I don't know. I'm not well, I think I think what will happen is you'll see Michigan just start to sandbag and, and try to run out as much clock as they possibly can. Like they'll pretend yeah. that they're going to try to play with Ohio State for probably a first quarter, and then they'll go, do, "Oh crap!" Do you think that there is any chance that Ryan Day actually tries to get a hundred? Yeah, I would if I could. I, hell yeah, I would. What are you talking about? If I'm if I'm Ryan Day and and I see my team put up let's say twenty one points or, or you know. 22 point or some crazy thing in the first quarter i'm like uh let's do this let's go let's <laughs> seriously why what why not like who's who says no on ohio state's team there's nobody on the sidelines who's gonna go i don't no. know man we gotta we yeah. gotta save it like if that, you're yeah, that, good put the put the hammer down see what you get if you could get like 80 even that would be hilarious and and legendary and people would never forget that yeah um, 
So I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's pretty unrealistic, but if you can try for it, you should do it. That's, that's how I feel about that. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Michigan's like, well, <laughs> next year they might only lose by 40 and that's fine. So, and then we'll just, you know, in, in year eight of the Harbaugh experiment, maybe they're only losing by three touchdowns. So, you know, we'll, we'll make incremental improvements and things will be great. Um, so that's, look, that's, that's kind of our take on the Michigan game. Um, Ohio State is probably going to win by a lot and they should win by a lot, a lot. Um, so it's not something I'm concerned about. And I refuse to apologize for making the threat level low, even though in the past my tradition has been to put it severe on Michigan week, but there's just no way in hell I'm doing that this year. And I, I know, Kevin, you're not going to apologize for calling them a MAC team. So how about no, that? A mid-tier a MAC, MAC team. team. Not even a good MAC team. They're an average MAC team. They're an average MAC team, and that's fine. And that's completely fair and appropriate. So uh, that is uh, kind of our first part here. I do want to remind you that the Dubcast is sponsored by the Dry Goods Store at 11warriors.com. Drygoods.11warriors.com. Shirts, hats, stickers, all kinds of great stuff. It's getting cold out. Buy the hats. Keep yourself warm. It's good stuff. Uh, let's do a little ask us anything and you can ask us anything by sending us questions to dubcast at 11 warriors.com. Um, this is this, this email was titled Kevin ambient question for dubcast. So oh, that's no. good. Uh, this is from Blake in Florida who um, asks us, I can understand the swirling and impossible reasons. We can't leave the big 10 with academics and non-football sports. Would you guys entertain leaving the Big Ten for football, especially to SEC or independent? Is this possible in a fantasy world? Manifest destiny, like in Florida. <laughs> um, how do you feel about that? Are you are you like many fans, super disappointed in uh, in uh, the Big Ten's ability to maybe buoy the resume of Ohio State? I mean, no, because everything's been fine. I mean, like I, I'm not gonna pretend that like that Kevin Warren didn't botch most most things this offseason <laughs> yeah. especially right. um and, and i think i'd be different if you know we're, we're sitting at home while uh the rest of the nation plays on but i mean at the end of the day they, they got it working and ohio state's you know two wins away from making the college football playoff and all of their goals are still ahead of them so like i don't know i i, I think that it's been fine um i think in in large part there's probably more um good than bad being in the big 10 because it's not just football too like i guess they could go independent and just football but like being in the conference in all sports as a whole probably has more dividends than uh than bad things so um Mm -hmm. i don't know i I, i'm not i'm not clamoring for ohio state to to uh, go rogue here or anything like that like i I, again like if, if they hadn't managed to find a way for football to be played and all of the other conferences are uh are playing just fine, then we'd probably be having a different conversation. Well, and here's the thing. I think going for broke is actually the operative phrase here because my only consideration with this is how much money the Big Ten is is bringing in to Ohio State. Yeah. And if Ohio State, you know, something happens, Kevin Warren does a really crappy job renegotiating the TV contracts that are coming up here in a couple years. Um, I don't know. There's some kind of crazy revenue drop off for whatever reason. And Ohio state isn't benefiting financially from the big 10, like it has consistently for the past two decades, you know, plus Um, then, okay, fine. Maybe you can start thinking about that. But the, the, 
relationship between Ohio State and the Big Ten is so beneficial for all of the member schools, including Ohio State, financially, that it's it's really hard for me to go like, yeah, Ohio State should try to, you know, do this on their own. Because yeah, it's just, I, I, they make so a, much damn money. And and there's a reason why Notre Dame is moving towards joining the ACC. Right, Like exactly. It, it, it's not like you're seeing a flood of schools that are, like, trying to go independent. Like, it's the opposite. Like, more teams are going – are finding conferences. I mean – the service academies are joining conferences yep. and there's a reason why. Yeah. And it's, I will say, I think that, I mean, you know, the, everybody is kind of like, you know, slaves in the moment. They, they have to make sure that they're not getting, you know, they're not losing out on an opportunity. They're not getting kind of like screwed over or not, you know, getting as much money as they could be and whatever. But I will say that I think the next two or three years, the landscape of what college well, not just college life sports, all life sports in general, but what college life sports especially looks like in terms of broadcasting rights, I, I think is going to change dramatically. And that will require conferences to be really smart about how they, you know, get contracts and allocate their money. And I think it's also going to require them to be really flexible and creative. Kevin Warren so far hasn't shown himself to be, hasn't shown himself to be many of those things yet. So I, I, I hope that that continues and I hope that that relationship stays as beneficial as it is, but you're right. I, I don't, you know, Ohio state isn't going to be making more money on their own. Um, they just have to make sure that they can convince the rest of the big 10 to kind of, you know, keep that up for them. So yeah, yeah. I, I would not go the independent route or, you know, looking for another conference because right now it's, uh, it's not really in their benefit to do that for any real, like even, even if the big 10 sucks, right? Like that's, that helps them, right. For if you're talking about college football playoff, because right now nobody's looking at the big 10, like they look at the Sun Belt or something like that. Um, right. So, all right. So this is an interesting ask us anything. This is uh, the Matt from Charlotte and he titles this email, Ohio state Sophie's choice, which by the way, I really enjoy these uh, titles um, uh, for uh, ask us anything this week. Little involved, but it's. I'm going to read this to you, um, Kevin. We'll see how you feel about it. So he says, uh, for this ask you anything, uh, he's going to make the two of us co-athletic directors for Ohio State. In this scenario, uh, the team up north does not have a team to field next Saturday, so we're assuming no game. And Ohio State only plays in five games, and the rest of the ADs are jerks and won't let Ohio State into the Big Ten Championship. Now that's – I will say as an aside, I feel that's pretty far-fetched, I think – by hook or by crook, uh, you know, the powers that be of the Big Ten are going to look at Ohio State and go, we need to have this team in the Big Ten championship game. Um, but here are the options which we can lobby for. Number one, we preserve the continuity of the greatest rivalry in sports by moving the game to 12-19 championship weekend uh, to keep things balanced. Wisconsin and Minnesota get the rivalry game in the West. Of course, Ohio State misses another consecutive Big Ten championship and plays a lesser opponent. Uh which might drop on them in the college football playoff rankings or number two, Ohio state preemptively forfeits the game against uh, the team up North and moves to five and one taking the loss, moves their record to the requisite six games. Then they qualify for the big 10 championship. Of course, this means choosing to take the loss to get to the big 10 championship, but gives them a higher quality opponent for college football playoff value. <laughs> and then he closes by saying, hopefully this makes you vomit a little in the same way it did me. Uh, thanks for the great podcast and keep up the good work. Uh, so in this, in this hell world that he's created, yeah. um, what would you do? Would you willingly forfeit to Michigan in an effort to impress uh, the college football playoff committee 
later with an actual game in the Big Ten Championship. So, I, one, I think it's hilarious, and it's it's indicative of 2020 that forfeit a game voluntarily is, like, could be even seen as a strategy <laughs> here. Yeah. But, like, I, that's where we are. Right. Um, and, and, and so, like – I, I think I have the same reaction for, I think my short answer, I'm going to, I'm not going to hide it from you here is take the forfeit. Um, okay. You know, I, I, cause, cause here's my thing. There were a lot of Ohio state fans early on in the season against like Maryland when, when that game against Maryland was canceled, they mm-hmm. were like, Oh, this should count as a forfeit for Maryland since they were the ones that like couldn't play in the game, whatever. Right. It's like, okay. But like, even if it counts as a forfeit, like, what does that mean for the committee? Like the committee is not going to be like, ah, like Ohio state looked really strong in that forfeited game. Like, you know, like that's not going to count towards Ohio state's playoff resume. And I think the same is in the opposite. Like if, if Ohio state in the eyes of the committee who are people like they're people, I do not think that Ohio state would be punished for not playing a game in order to play a more difficult game. Like, I think that would be seen as a pro in their eyes. If anything, that would help Ohio state's resume. Yeah, and it's a forfeit. It's not a loss, right? They're right. not like and, they're not like going and, and playing and then just saying ah, and then losing by yeah. And it's know, it's not like it, it goes through a formula like the the BCS. It's not like the computers right. are going to register that as a loss or anything like that. The committee is going to look at that and be like, okay, well, effectively Ohio State is five and zero. Like they're right. effectively Ohio State is five and zero. They're not yeah. going to hold that against them because they decided to take a loss to play Northwestern and bolster their resume. Like I, I yeah. think that would be a a pro. So I, that is absolutely my take. If it comes down to it, just like forfeit the game and move to five and one and uh, go play in the, in the big Michigan claims the win and they add it to their, Oh, that'd be so funny. (laughs) They would add it. They would. And they would too. They'd say, Hey, wins a win. You forfeited. We won. And then they add it to the overall record. That would, that would low key be funnier than like Ohio state demolishing Michigan is that they be. hang their hat on Ohio state forfeiting this game. And they it would be, and they absolutely would. And they absolutely, oh, yeah. would. they absolutely, oh, would. Yeah. there would be, <laughs> there, there would be three articles on MGO blog that week. And one of them would be talking about how, well, it's a win's a win. So yeah, you can't take that away. From oh, that'd be so funny. Yeah. That's um, what I want to happen. <laughs> that's a great question. I really appreciate uh, you sending that in. That was, that was excellent. And uh, those are the kinds of hypotheticals that I um, enjoy um, trying to parse on the 11 dubcast, Matt. So thank you for sending that in and, and asking us to, to make that consideration. Um, the Sophie's choice questions are always the best ones, right? So that was excellent. And also excellent, Kevin, was your work coming in on short notice and, and kicking ass on the dubcast. Thank you so much for doing that, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. It was tons of fun. And, and I love to talk about Michigan being bad. They're so bad. They're, they're so damn bad. So we'll, we'll be back next week. We will break down uh, exactly how bad Michigan was, which, you know, we believe vary. And uh, it should be a good time. But until then, I'm Johnny. And I am Kevin. And uh, we'll see you next week on the dubcast.